Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me as always. Uh oh, his red light's flashing, best get the charger. Oh no, it's one of those USB chargers with the cable. You need to find the wall adapter. Where is the wall adapter? You've left it in the cutlery drawer. That's not where the wall adapter goes. It goes in the drawer with the rest of the plugs. It's Robbie Harmlessly. Hello. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got that off my chest. In one take as well. Well done, man. Yeah, you went on about you, how it's going to take a few. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't take... It turns out that that was, that was inside my brain somewhere. <laughs> I just playing over and over again as like a screensaver in my mind. Just that, over and over Old again. Old Windows screensaver. Instead of pipes, <laughs> it's just the words. It's just those words flashing past my eyes. <laughs> so, how's it going? It's going all right. Good. Been a good one. Yeah. We've been I say, away for a while. We haven't done a Robot Wars review episode since... May? No. Like I say, I felt like we had like a Robot Wars hangover where we totally indulged in Robot Wars so much that when like the series stopped and we started to like calm down, I like my mind was a buzz. We are still here. We are still doing this. We have plenty of content to do. We have about, I want to say 75 projects we've got (laughs) going at the moment (laughs) that we want to do. Other podcasts video related stuff we have a youtube channel now check that out we'll go through that later on when we go through our uh social media stuff okay so what do we do 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 we have uh any like aob to go through or are we just going straight into the episode i think going straight into the but well what episode are we on you haven't said yet we're watching series two heat d back to the classics and this one is a particular classic it is there's got some big names in this episode <coughs> Elvis and <laughs> <laughs> well it is a big name it's just in the wrong context I guess yeah. it's been a little while since we've watched Robot Wars series 2 so forgive us if we've if we start complaining about elements of this series that we already complained about in the previous episodes <laughs> because we may have forgotten that we complained about them are you saying there's not elements that we might accidentally praise twice yes <laughs> yeah good right in we go so we start with that voiceover, something about Craig Charles digging his own trenches. Where did that come from? The man who digs all his own trenches, Craig Charles. I don't know what that means. Well, I can say with a hundred percent confidence that Craig Charles does definitely not dig his own trenches. Has he ever even been in a trench? Well, I mean, I think the connection is like robot wars. Yeah, the war thing. But I mean, there's still like trenches are non-applicable, to be honest. It's a bit of a weird intro there. Going from weird to weirder, we get Craig's opening monologue. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who digs all his own trenches, Craig Charles. Monty Python once said, what have the Romans done for us? But he was forgetting about Venus, the goddess of love and beauty. Venus gave the world balance and harmony and other words which are later used to sell shampoo. But fortunately for us, Venus had a brother. Her brother's name was Mars. 
and Mars gave the world chainsaws and Led Zeppelin and the desire to build robots out of ugly scraps of metal and have them bash the brains out of each other just for fun. What Mars gave us was Robot Wars. And here in our very own pantheon of destruction, six titans clash for a place in our series semi-finals. So let's meet them. Key words this time, Venus, Mars, Shampoo and Led Zeppelin. So I wonder what he was thinking about. Anything but Robot Wars, by the looks of it. (laughs) (laughs) It was at this point that I started to wonder, did they let him write his own intros? Because I I can't make the connection otherwise. No, surely not. I reckon it was just some some bloke got hired to do that. Write all this weird, long monologues. Yeah, who would go on a weird, long tirade at the beginning of an episode or podcast or something? I don't know. Madness. That'd Absolute strange. madness. Strange. Okay, so once all of that stuff is done, uh, we just get the first bot and... That just gets sort of like thrown into your lap, really, doesn't it? Well, the intros just start coming left, right and centre. The intros for these episodes do turn up, what, minutes in. These are still half-hour episodes. Yeah, they've got a lot to fit in. So they're like, quick, say something funny. Oh, no, here come the bots. Very quickly cut together. Yeah, They fit everything in, though. I suppose I can't fault them for that. No. Shall we go through the robots for the first time in what feels like ages? (laughs) Yeah, we, we may as well. Here we go. From Hemel Hempstead, Baymoff. is Bay. From Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire, Inquisitor. Nobody expects the Buckinghamshire Inquisitor. From Leeds, Millian Buck. You know what? I, I took a long, hard look at this bot and I thought, there is nothing I can say that will be as funny as that dumb face <laughs> staring back at me. It's so creepy. From Gloucester, the body hammer. Stop. Body hammer time. I feel like we may have done this. I feel like I definitely used that exact same gag in the previous series. From Enfield in Middlesex, Elvis. The return of the king. Again. From Bournemouth, Razor. (laughs) You expect me to say something funny about Razor. (laughs) It's Razor. (laughs) It's Razor. The Razor. Big R. Big Razor. That's like two massive bots in this episode. Making their debuts, though. Yeah. At this point, they probably only had their sights set on Razor. Pretty sure they wanted them him to win. Them him. Them him. To think that Baymoff and Razor debut in the same episode. It's madness, isn't it? It's crazy. But at the time, it wasn't because they were new. As a matter of fact, so your returning robots are Elvis and... Body Hammer, which is interesting considering their performances. Yeah, good point. Especially Elvis that, I don't know, didn't didn't have much going for it in the first series. At all. Elvis did awful yeah. last series. Possibly worst performing bot. I mean, it did considerably worse than the planted robots that, <laughs> <laughs> that were weaponless, lightweight, and literally made to fail. <laughs> that's quite worrying (laughs) so with elvis then should we start on elvis let's start on elvis because they they've done elvis up this isn't the exact same elvis you saw elvis had a new set of clothes since the last war it's got this lifting flap at the front which can lift about 150 kilograms and at the back here we have the diamond disc which just about cut through anything it's the same kind of design but instead of like elvis's head sitting in a glass contained area 
or like a clear plastic contained area at the top. So it kind of looked like Elvis was piloting a spaceship. Now the shell of the bot is literally Elvis's body. Yes. <laughs> you know, when Elvis went through his pyramid shaped body phase. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, he's in his famous Vegas suit, the white with the big um, collar and the yeah. lots of stuff going on. Which is a natural progression from alien Elvis. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we know. Previous series. That's what we know from uh, <laughs> Elvis's history. <laughs> Elvis historians will know this, of course. Elvis is an alien that came, visited the planet. Became Elvis the superstar, made a crazy suit because he thought that's what clothes looked like because he was an alien. Of course. Got addicted to cheeseburgers, which turned out were toxic to an alien and killed him. That's it. That, that is biography in a nutshell. There you go. The shape of the robot is the same. Yep. The concept of the head at the top, even though it's different in design, is the same. The weapons are totally different. Before he, they had that rivet ram... That was pathetic. Oh yeah, <laughs> that Jonathan Pierce quite frankly said Elvis wouldn't have wanted it because <laughs> there is no point. It was like one of those grabbers where you pull it together and it shoots out, grabs something, comes back. Yeah, yeah, that was not going to be a yeah. Instead, they've gone with a. It's not a flipper. They call it a lifter. It's not even a lifter. It's just a piece of Elvis shoots upwards a little bit and can lift an amazing fifty kilograms, which is. Ooh. Nothing to be proud of. It's not like he can launch 50 kilograms. No. It can tip over 50 kilograms. Anyone can tip over 50 kilograms without they, lifting it off the floor. They could have done a lot better there. Yeah. And then on the other side is this massive saw. Which actually is kind of impressive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's like a massive, massive, fully functioning saw. He can still... He, Elvis, <laughs> it can still lift its body up from its insides like the ufo style of it before but we don't really see it gets used because why why would you expose yeah, all the inside it of your robot exposes all the stuff below it just makes a huge target rim around it there is no gain from doing it no no your shell goes up in, your armor <laughs> flies off your body to protect itself whilst leaving your pure Naked flesh ready to be stabbed. It's, it's a terrible it's, idea. I'd say it's cosmetic, but it just looks terrible as well. There's, well, it doesn't make sense anymore. He's not it. UFO yeah. anymore. He's just Elvis. Exactly. He's not flying back up to wherever Elvis came from. Elvis couldn't remove his skin <laughs> and show his innards. Couldn't he? Well, I don't. I must say, I have not been in the same room as Elvis. Good point. So I don't know that you're not him. <laughs> <laughs> Do we move on? Of course we move. <laughs> what more can I say about Elvis? Are you thinking that i've got some big list of technical specs for bloody elvis i mean it's got a turning circle of zero i do have a bit of trivia for it oh god lucky i looked at my notes no this version of elvis this exact robot oh yeah is briefly seen in an episode of the sopranos what and a character on the sopranos i'm not familiar with the sopranos just so everyone knows yeah a character is watching tv robot was on it and you can see this elvis it's this episode what 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 did the original uk robot was get aired in america what's that how does that how did they just did they want battle bots but couldn't get the rights so they put robot wars on the tv but did they was it i wonder if it was was it part of the scene did they talk about robot wars i don't think i don't because otherwise what would be all. the point in being like not being able to get hold of battle bots well we'll have to use british robot wars then you would just get stock footage wouldn't you? <laughs> it doesn't matter 
The yeah. fact that they went out of their way specifically implies to me, not only are they Robot Wars fans, but specifically of Elvis. Because <laughs> again, the odds of it landing on that scene. If you said, okay, we're going to need footage of the British Robot Wars, they'd go, what's the first footage that comes to mind? Razor. Chuck it on. Yeah, this is know, a great that's point. how it'd work, wouldn't Razor it? Razor crushing something. Yeah. You get a perfect clip of that this very episode. Man. Wow, that's a really weird little tip. It is weird, isn't it? Oh. It is so weird. Who do you want to move on to next? Fire away. Who are we talking about? The Body Hammer. Since the last war, we've got a new shell. We've got new weapons. We've got new motors. We've got a new chassis. In fact, not very much is the same. And we're ready to do battle. The Body Hammer. Specifically, The Body Hammer. The gritty sequel that has very little to do with the original because it's got the in front of it. And this Body Hammer doesn't have a hammer. Still The Body Hammer. <laughs> Still The Body Hammer. It is The Body itself is a hammer. Doesn't need a hammer anymore, man. So it's a Series 1 grand finalist. Uh, and it's been seeded third. Even though it came second, they put Mortis second anyway, seeded Mortis second cause Mortis. because so Mortis. So it's third yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> because Mortis is just better. Imagine, imagine how that must feel. You beat, you get further in the competition yeah. and get but, seeded worse. But yeah. they're still rewarded higher because, you know, they're just better than you. Literally can't explain it. In their little interview bit, they basically say that this robot isn't Body Hammer. And they're right. It's not Body yeah. Hammer. It's no. the same shape. It is yeah. still a cone. Yeah. That is the only relation this has to Body Hammer. It should have been named, I don't know doesn't have a hammer or just <laughs> body saw body spike body self reciprocating spike slash flip body self reciprocating spike yep that would be uh that'd be more applicable we got the flipper there it's not a flipper it's uh, not again it's not it is a it? spike yeah. a very small spike think i don't know length of your finger yeah put your little index finger out and rise it up and down yeah. That is so, what their flipper is. It's not going to flip anything. No. The saw is in a really strange location. Did you notice that? I honestly didn't. So you've got the cone, and there's like the flattened edge of the cone there yeah. to put all the stuff on. It's now completely black instead of brass. Mm -hmm. It does look nicer. Oh, big time. Say. It's got a yellow pattern on it as well. So they've gone with a bit of a different uh, look, which is nice. Oh, yeah. The spike flipper is in the middle at the bottom. Makes sense. The saw is kind of only poking out a little bit and sort of off to the side a bit. Oh. The sort of there. Like, they thought, well, we could add something else. Yeah, all right, put a saw in there. But just, like, randomly placed. Not like... It doesn't look like it'd be in a place where it would hit much either. I mean, this is a curved bot, and it's kind of mm. high up as well. It is a bit odd, I've got to say. No technical advantage to having that saw, then. It doesn't look like it's ever going to hit or touch anything. It's just sort of there. 15 miles per hour, though, it's going to be nipping around quite quick. Well, the chassis, so the skeleton of it, is made of lightweight plywood. And then they oh. put five millimeter steel shell on top of it. Oh. So the armor is pretty, is all right. Yeah. Five millimeter steel. But the actual skeleton of the thing, the structure, is plywood, which is going to have saved their weight enough for them to be 15 miles per hour, which is still pretty fast by today's standards. That's yeah, that's speed. still solid, that's isn't good. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ground clearance reduced from 15 centimetres. 15 centimetres? That'd be... No, 1.5 centimetres, sorry, mm. to 5 millimetres. Two-third decrease in their ground clearance. They weren't tipped over by roadblock last season, but they were still scooped up a bit. They should be in a good it's, place as the third seed. 
it's a fairly good bot there. Considering the previous one never used the hammer. Mm-hmm. Poddy Hammer has never used a hammer <laughs> in its entire career as a robot. And was essentially a push bot that mm-hmm. got quite far. That yeah. Won its heat and made second place slash third place. Yeah. Now it has functioning weapons, at least. It's faster. Looks cooler. What do you think? I like it. Yeah, you still think it's it good. looks like Conehead? Conehead. Cra- other shapes uh, as a head. No, you just <laughs> think it looks like a head of some sort, <laughs> even though it doesn't remotely resemble I don't shape. know. I mean, if you got like a similar colour scheme for a robot body and chucked that on as a head, it would look kind of cool. It would look like something out of like really early sci-fi. Yeah, big time. It'd be probably like, you know, probably 50s sci-fi. Yeah, it'd be cool something like Zorgi or something. <laughs> Make sure you go to the cinema to see Attack of the Body Hammer. That kind of thing, you know? It's like yeah. <laughs> that yeah. era. Attack of the Body Hammer. Uh, oh. Okay, moving on. Who's next? Let's go with the Inquisitor. This is the Inquisitor, which has a front-mounted chainsaw, electrically powered, and some spikes. And at the rear is the electrical flail, which spins so fast we can't see the chain move. What on earth is a flail? That's a flail. It spins around very fast. Is it really going to hurt our robot? No way. We're going to run like buggery. (laughs) (laughs) The Inquisitor. I don't think there's actually a the. I think it's just Inquisitor. You know where the name's from? Well, they do reference it in the episode somewhere. Is it named after a Red Dwarf gag? Yeah, it is. Do you know the gag? I haven't looked it up. No. I say recently. Within the past year, I watched all of Red Dwarf, and I've managed to not understand the joke. The Inquisitor. That's a a good starting point. Is the second episode of Red Dwarf Series 5. The 26th in the series run. It was the first blah, 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 blah. The episode's plot deals with the time-traveling simulant who visits Red Dwarf to assess if they are worthy of existence. So if I show you the picture... Yep, I remember that. There you go. So that's that's where they got the name. That's the Inquisitor. It looks nothing like what the actual Inquisitor was. (laughs) No, not at all. This version of the Inquisitor uh, follows the stealth bomber design, which is popular this season. Mm. That kind of sleek polygonal triangular wedge stealth no, bomber that's look. Right, yeah. yeah that's what they've gone with there's it's hard to talk about this one this is very much generic robot number five it's probably the most generic looking robot of this episode i'd say this is your create a robot on a robot video robots video game yeah bot where you just put a bunch of things on a basic shape yeah yeah it's a wedge at the back of the wedge on the straight part you've got a flail, which even the, <laughs> even the roboteers are not are not They're particularly not excited about with. it, are they? No, they say you can't you can't see the chains when that flail's spinning. Ooh, even he says it with a lack of enthusiasm that implies that it's not a very good choice for a weapon. It's a bunch of flailing around little chains. Yeah. Like, they're not even big chains, they're little chains. Because big chains would be heavy, they'd have quite a lot of well, Exactly, weight. that would slow it down. And this thing is also 15 miles per hour, so it's... Yeah, it's a, it's a fast know. bot, yeah. for what it is. Um, now, the wedge, the great thing about having a wedge is you can flip things over, or get them to run up you. You could, theoretically, completely defeat the purpose of having a wedge, putting a giant chainsaw on it. And that's what they decide to do. It seems to be garden chainsaw because it's one of the very very long ones that yeah. you like to yeah. trim the hedges with oh yeah i cannot see how it's going to get through like steel armor 
and I'm pretty sure it doesn't last very long. It looks very flimsy, that front-mounted chainsaw. It's mounted flatly, not with the blade sideways like you'd ex- like most chainsaw weapons are used. Bit of an oddball, bit of a... I don't want to say hodgepodge. I'm sure they put a lot of effort into making this machine, even though they are less than enthused by it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling they made their machine, they thought, yeah, we've made a robot. They turned up, saw Razor, and thought, ah, <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, we had a good idea. <laughs> we tried. Any comments on Inquisitor? I mean, again, it's like you say, it's not a bad bot. It is a very generic bot, especially for this era and this series. It is what it is. No one's expecting much out of it. Well, nobody expects Buckinghamshire Inquisitor at all. (laughs) (laughs) Twice. Twice I've made that joke. Let's move on to Millie Ann Bug. This is Millie Ann Bug. She has nibbling teeth at the front, and the main ability of Millie is to articulate in all directions. Do we have to move on to Millie Ann Bug? Yes. Okay. Team name? What is the team name? Rossum's Raiders. Don't know either. What's the connection? I don't know. I thought they were going to be called like the Silly Nannies or something. That'd be... Anything would have been better. It'd be more suitable, wouldn't it? Team Silly Anne. So this is a really weird design because it is two separate domes that kind of run in tandem, I guess, kind of. Two wheels per dome. But this dome is set. Yeah, they're independent. Yeah, they're actually driven separately, aren't they? Yeah. Each dome is independently driven, in theory, giving it incredible maneuverability for the time. Yeah. But at five miles per hour, that's uh, two large targets very slowly making their way across the arena. It's Kevlar, fiberglass, and resin armor. And wooden mandibles. Wooden mandibles. Ooh. I mean, they're small as well. They are very small. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got the face on our screen right now, and I'm just... It's no oh, dead metal, is boy. it? No, but there is just some cold, dead eyes on the front of that bot. It has a saw. Yeah, but it also has a wig. Is the saw located in the mouth with those two massive... Well, I think massive. Yeah, two I think tiny so. wooden mandibles blocking the way. We're saying saw. Yeah, it's that disc uh, in the mouth, I guess. That design is dreadful. Because the mandibles are sticking out further than the saw. Yeah. And these mandibles, the space between them, like the gap between them, is not big enough to fit a robot inside. So how are they going to hit anything with the saw? You'd have to hope that the robot is already pre-broken up into edible bites before <laughs> before using that. You need the mandibles to break off in order for the saw, the effective weapon, to actually be used. <laughs> it seems to be more based on... Well, based around the idea of having a face and a hairstyle. Spaghetti hair. It's a gimmick bot. It's a, it's a jobber, jobber and a gimmick bot. Yes, <laughs> that's what it is. The idea for the bot came via a questionnaire at their workplace. It was originally three-domed, but that got a bit too complicated, so there were two. <laughs> well, could you imagine having to have a third remote control and everybody having to work in unition? That was not going to happen, was it? It would be such a mess. It would fall apart. It's the lightest robot this series. So they could have gone with four domes. So they could have five. <laughs> at least it would have been it would have been insane enough for us to go, look at that. <laughs> that would have been impressive. A troop of people trying to navigate Take this spot around. It would have been such a. It would have been fun just seeing it 
in the intro where the doors open and it yeah, just rolls just out. to see how. I mean, I can imagine it would just turn sideways and go directly into a wall and then that would be it. Or it would go back round on itself. <laughs> like a snake eating itself. Again. <laughs> oh, no. Jonathan Pierce says that Milliamp bug may be more dangerous than the Millennium bug. And he was right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> it was much more dangerous. Because the Millennium than the Bug did nothing. <laughs> did sweet FA. I think a few clocks were a bit bothered by it. It's essentially the <laughs> idea. Oh, yeah, because it is actually a play on the name. Millennium Bug. Millennium Bug. Oh, oh, God, that's so bad. I didn't even notice <laughs> See, at all. It's my first note, and I still managed to not <laughs> notice it. Millennium Bug. Millennium Bug. Millennium bug. Millennium bug. Millennium bug. <laughs> they spent hours <laughs> thinking of that. Do uh, you know what? Like, if I'd wrote that down as a joke to say about the bot when we're doing the intro, I would have had to put a line through it because it was too bad. <laughs> God damn it. Millennium bug. Millennium bug. Okay, I think we've said all there is. I mean, this is a slow, two-domed, very unique design, ugly as hell bot. Yeah. Basically it, isn't it? Yeah, it has lipstick. Moving on, Behemoth. The actual drive system is two 12-volt wheelchair motors, which uh, work on a four-wheel drive system using a chain to operate the front and rear wheels. The front bucket is for strength and tickability. Uh, hopefully we will use to ram under robots and tip the other robots over. Oh boy. OG Behemoth. Like, looked cool back then. It's the same design and idea we know and love from the new series. I love how it looks like the same bot, but more badass today. It evolved like a Pokemon. It started yeah, off cute and cuddly, and then now we... Well, not cute and cuddly, it still looked badass, but it was... It did look like almost a junior version of them, what we saw in the latest series, you know? I was going to say, it's like a video game. It's like going through and progressing your character and getting bigger and more badass armor and weapons, but it's still yeah. the same character. Oh, yeah. I love it. I think it's so cool. It is a much more basic machine. It can't self-write, for example. It's a box, or I guess I could call it stair-shaped. It's like a yeah. step. It looks like a step or an L. An L, yeah. A short L. I was going to say scoop with eat me spray painted on the front, which I think is awesome. Oh yeah, it does have eat me spray painted yeah. on the front. How it has to get spray painted on it as well. And I, I can't remember. I noticed it very briefly during a backstage thing, mm. either on the side or on the back. There's something else spray painted on it. I can't remember what. God damn. The scoop is CO2 powered. Not quite as powerful as today's one as it is done through soda stream bottles. You know, sort of a prototype of the classic CO2 powered scoops we know today it's a bit weird that it's co2 powered actually because it's a decent scoop on it mm. it doesn't look like it has that because that co2 power the pneumatic power makes things you know like apollo or those kind of flippers where it's when it flips things right it up shoots them up yeah. yeah it shoots it it launches this is doesn't feel like that it's kind of just scoops it's just a it still it's is very tipper. much a snow plow yeah tipper, lifter yeah. it's still pretty effective the armor's made of dexian dexian warehouse racking that kind of um metal oh okay yeah so that's actually a good choice sort of thing you find in a warehouse or maybe in a an office yeah that kind of metal shelving 
that's what they're made out of, which is, yeah, like you said, a good choice. Um, and it would have been what you might have had at hand, I guess. Yeah, it's the sort of thing... Accessible, isn't it? There's plenty of it lying around. If you had a big workshop with all kinds of just bits in it, a few of those shelves might just be what you have yeah. hanging around. and You'd, you'd soon have a couple of sheets of it. You're not facing yeah. carbides yet, so... No. That's pretty solid armour to use. Not bad. Yeah, it's a proper little rock star of a bot. And it's so nice to see a very young ant. Yeah. Should how long he's been in this. He's one dedicated dude. Nearly 20 yeah. years later. And it's still a successful bot. One of the most successful bots to never be champ, I've got to say. Must be. Yeah. With a few key others, it is. Yeah. I think it's time. Are we going to get into it? Let's talk about Razor. The main construction in the centre is steel with the main weapon. The outer drives are made of aluminium to keep the weight down on both sides. Okay. Our weapon runs from a 3,000 psi hydraulic pump for a CX500 starter. Our idea is to scoop up the competitors and load the arm down through the roof with a pressure of about three tonnes. Wow. Yeah, it's a bit of a humdinger, isn't it? That's quite a machine. We want to get through to the end and get entangled with one of the house robots. Yeah, we just want to put a little, uh, little bite in the bodywork. Just to say hello. Just to, you know, hello, tweet. we're here. Quick note, if we say any trivia or any notes that we said when we first saw Razor in the 2016 series, I can't remember what we said about him before, so we'll end up repeating them. Why not? It's Razor. We can say things about it twice. I mean, Razor could have its own episode at this point. It really could. Yeah. I guess Razor could have a Razor episode, a special episode episode based on certain robots that's something to think about for the distant future of the podcast but when we run out of episodes to review yeah we could do <laughs> ones based on certain machines that sounds like a good idea yeah but this is the grand debut of razor and they already think it's a big deal i mean yeah. it doesn't look like anything we've seen before even slightly this is like when you had like movies about aliens where they like had i don't know tentacles or big giant oversized heads and then the film alien came out and it's such a strange and terrifying looking design that it completely flips everything on its head that's what it's like seeing razor for the first time if i had a tardis i'd go back to <laughs> robot war series 2 because i'm exciting that's what you do when you get tardis go to the pits mm-hmm. and wait for razor to show up and see how other robots look at it and think, oh god, we don't stand a chance. It's almost like they built it with the attitude being, we don't care what you think. There is nothing flash about Razor, and somehow that is what ma- makes Razor look so good. A weapon on wheels. It is, and it's, it's a weapon. A crusher and a serious crusher. This is probably the most serious weapon with the exception of Mortis. Yeah. that we've seen on the show. Everything else is mostly workshop tools, hammers, saws, a lot of a the, spike. Yeah, the, a lot of the other bots were, like you say, they were designed to win a uh, amateur robot fighting competition. Razor was built to destroy things, specifically. I, I, I wonder what like the Mortis team thought when they were like sitting there working on Mortis and then thinking we're gonna win it this time no yeah. mistakes no Look silly mistakes looking bot. look at yeah. these bots in quiz and then they walk by with razor razor <laughs> which is the most intimidating looking machine you can imagine it arguably is the only bot in this episode which you just simply could not allow children to go near it just looks really dangerous how do you describe how would you describe its look don't know like 
they do the scorpion comparison yeah, without yeah. claws. So remove the claws from a scorpion, replace the tail with a giant hydraulic crusher. Yeah. The body itself is sloped, so you would scoop onto the slope, under the crusher. Crusher slowly comes down, hydraulic, so it's slow but powerful. Potential nine tons of pressure. That is insane. For this season, there are very few machines, maybe Mortis, that it would actually struggle getting that through. That could actually withstand that Everything else, it, it, yeah. it will literally go through like mm. butter. The house robots and Mortis are the only thing that would resist, and even they would would fall, would be crushed. This is an industrial crushing tool. <laughs> yeah, made to look badass. <laughs> exactly. You know why the holes are there? To test your memory from um, last time. I cannot remember. It's not to, like, vent air or something, is ah, it? That would be so Could cool. you imagine? Amazing. No, it's not for aerodynamics. It's save weight. So just trim bits off it until... They cut the holes in, made a nice design, yeah. took out a bunch of weight so it reaches the right weight limit. Okay. Pretty clever, because it looks cool. It's not like... There's nothing inside the crusher. No, exactly. It's a punk metal. Yeah. It's still more than a heavy enough hunk of metal to and, crush. And you'd need a pinpoint weapon to, like, specifically get through some of these gaps. You know, it's it's not like it's leaving itself exposed. And like you say, it just makes it look even more threatening and weird. It's like an end boss. It looks like something Robotnik or Eggman, for the young people, <laughs> would use in Sonic the Hedgehog as his machine. Yeah, or... it almost looks like Metal Sonic, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a lot. Spiked up look going on, yeah. Or like a really gritty, wacky races villain or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, who would ride that? Rated R version, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make a rated R gritty, wacky races live action movie. A giant version of Razor. Just mowing down everything. In there. Beautiful. <laughs> Do you know where the name comes from? No, where's the name come from? I think it's called Razor. So what does that mean? Well, sharp things. Yeah, you'd assume that's what it's from, right? Yeah. But it's this razor with an E, not razor, razor. Oh. As in, from the verb to raise or demolish a building. It's a razor. Oh, it's not it's a, a razor, not a razor. Not a razor blade. Oh. It's a razor. Because it destroys stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to like about this bot. Yeah, it's the, it's one of the coolest looking robots of all time. By a mile, by, even by today's standards, it doesn't look aged. No. It looks cool. It looks threatening. It's Razor. It's the big dog. It's his yard. Oh. And we'll see who who gains control of the yard this episode by yeah. beating Razor. Oops, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> that was hella spoiler, man. What the hell? But, uh, like people are pausing this, then watching, then pausing, then watching. You don't know, Watch man. the episode first, then listen to the episode of the podcast. Good point. That's, that's the order you do it in. <laughs> okay, so we've covered the bots. Now we've got to cover the episode. Oh boy. To be honest, this is a much easier thing to get yeah, through. Definitely. Quick note. I've noted this down and we've watched this episode twice technically. We watched mm-hmm. it once for notes and then once again to catch up. Yep. In my notes that I wrote first time round, which we also noted when we were watching it again, Jonathan Pierce is bored today, tired, obviously reading with tea in one hand. Something about Jonathan Pierce is a bit off on his commentary. He's, he makes very yeah. strange comments at times. Long periods, or at least long periods for himself, of just kind of silence where he might go, hmm, it's a bit odd, isn't it? And Ooh, it, that's bad. It's like he's entertaining himself <laughs> and not actually thinking about the fact that he's being recorded. Or he wasn't given the script or the notes for his commentary this time round. Yeah. They were like, oh, we forgot. 
just watch it and commentate. Not as easy to commentate as something with much more set rules as, say, a football yeah. match like he's used to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you've got something like this, where it's literal chaos. Yeah. And he's watching what we're watching, the edited together episode. So he's, so like, he's yeah. everything that's off camera or we're missing, he's missing as well. So he can only comment on what we see right now in front of us. So if it's a close-up of Millie Ambug, but something else is going on, he can't turn around and go, oh, but this is going on in the corner there. He'll just nope. have to say, and there's Millie Ambug. There's Millie Ambug. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's a thing. That there, yep, yeah, there, there he is. Look, she, it. She, it. Oh. It's, it we've got to stop her. Personifying the robots. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never happen. It's too easy. Good point. Especially when they have names like Millianne Bug. And eyes. <laughs> and a face. And hair. <laughs> and Elvis. And but Elvis. Very literally has Elvis's Elvis. head. Elvis is it. It's very difficult. Good point. Okay, so Gauntlets. Philip has a more poetic intro to the Gauntlet this time round. This is the Gauntlet, our first event. Like pilgrims, our contestants must travel alone. And their path to self-fulfillment, i.e. the end zone over there, is not an easy one. In fact, their progress is impeded by all sorts of obstacles. There are three paths for them to choose from. If they've got the power to smash through this brick wall and then the ground clearance to deal with the seesaw, they'll probably take the middle route. If they've got the guts or maybe stupidity to face up to Sir Killalot, they'll probably take the route on my right. If they're merely into gratuitous violence, they'll opt for this route with its circular saws on the ram rig and the flaming pit. And then a dose of shunt. Let's hope they make it to the end zone. I'm guessing she's getting a bit bored. Yeah, maybe she's trying to mix it up a bit. Yeah. yeah. When you have to introduce the gauntlet for every episode, it's the same thing, almost the same thing every time. Yeah, it, I mean, the only thing that changes is the bricks and the barrels. Yeah, so you know? far, just bricks or barrels, which is basically a flip of the coin. <laughs> Heads or tails, lucky or not. Yeah, exactly. The barrels <laughs> are so much easier to deal with. Just Lighter roll away and from they you. roll. Yeah. The bricks are made of concrete. Bricks and they just land on idea. you. And they terrible don't idea. friction on the floor and they resist. Unfortunately, this is an episode with bricks. It's a brick episode or an unfair episode, basically. Yeah. There is no reason to change the gauntlet up every time. I know it looks better on telly, but this is why we don't have a gauntlet. It's just not fair. Exactly. First to run. Millie Ambug. Millie Ambug. Millie Ambug. Jonathan Pierce says, once knew a Millie that could articulate in all directions. After the little interview where they say that Millie Ambug can articulate in all directions. Thanks for that Aww. visual there. Uh, so Millie goes down the corridor of death. Yeah, the ram rig route is what they like to call it. The saws on one side and the moving enclosing wall with spikes on the other sort of pushes you towards the yeah squashes you it's horrible squashing corridor with saws on one side it actually gets through the rig quite well which is good i mean i suppose that's the control of millian bug yeah, working maybe. effectively yeah, yeah i still would have liked to have seen it go through that if it was like a five or six dome mm. caterpillar like creature but it all kind of falls apart for millie there yes it gets um shunted by shunt yeah Along comes Sergeant Bash, who is basically MVP of this episode. <laughs> Lights Millianne, bugs hair on fire, yeah. because you make a robot with hair. Yeah. It's, they may not even turned up with the hair. <laughs> they, they, the producers may may well have walked around with this like hair, like we need a robot to put this like on. Like this so, flammable hair. Yes, we want fire on one of our episodes. <laughs> there we go, put it on that one, it's got a face. There we go, that's going to be fire. That'll do. That's going to look really good on the TV screen when Millie catches fire. And Millie does. 
And a no one lot. really cares. No one really cares. It's not really that big of a deal. No. Oh, Meanberg's on fire. Oh, that's about it. I Remember suppose- the first time there was a fire and Nemesis was on fire. Oh, God, he's on yeah. fire. Look at it. Deal. Look at the fire. Yeah. Oh, Meanberg's on fire. Meanberg caught mm. fire. And that's 8.4 metres. That's basically how it's summarised. Yeah. <laughs> reasonable. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. Well, got through, like you like you say, got through the corridor of death. Fine. Usually Whatever. if you can get past the first hurdle of any of the routes. You've secured. You, you're yeah. done. Because there's almost always one that doesn't make it past <laughs> the first hurdle. Exactly. Behemoth goes second. Yeah. Great run. Goes through the wall. Difficult in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, a good display of power, making themselves known as a big deal. So many robots struggle with those concrete blocks, and they scoop them up and carry them around. Yeah, it literally just carries one of the bricks with it. Yeah, really good. Amazing. Just gets around the house spots and straight over the line for a complete... Easy run. Once yeah. you get past the bricks, it's a fairly easy run down that route. It's just the yeah. ramps, which if you've got a competent robot at this point... You shouldn't have issues with ground clearance and ramps. You should be doing quite well with that. Exactly. Completed so- it when you complete them. Again, I don't know if there's a single episode where every single robot completes it and they have to go to times. So, safely assume Behemoth's going through. Definitely. Which leads us to the next contestant, Body Hammer. Sorry, The Body Hammer. Sorry, The Body with a Saw and Spike. Hammer. That they call a flip. Uh, <laughs> Body flipper. Body flipper. Doesn't sound right, does it? Body saw. Body saw would have been fine. Body saw would be okay. The body saw. Because then they could have done a different thing every year. And they just kept changing the weapon. The body saw. The body flipper. The body spike. The body Body lifter. Body lifter. (laughs) Body pusher. Body pusher. (laughs) At that point, it would start to get a little bit weird. So that goes down uh, to the corridor of death. Very quick. Looks like a really competent, great robot. Goes in the ram rig, gets stuck. There's a point where Circular Lot seems to be trying to unwedge Body Hammer, but in a way that it's like, I'm attacking you, just unwedge you there, that'd be right. (laughs) It's one of those things. It's not much to say about this run. It doesn't last long. It doesn't do much. Three metres. Three metres from second place in the whole series to three metres in the gauntlet. And I must reiterate, that is not a flipper. It's not a flipper. There is no flipper on that robot. Just because something moves doesn't make it a flipper. It's a spike. Razor also goes the ram rig route. Third one to do that. The blades are trying to cut it up. Razor's like, nah, and just gets through. Just struts through the ram rig and goes straight for shunt. Dominates shunt. Pushes shunt to the end. Just victimises shunt. (laughs) It's just shunt's got nothing. (laughs) <laughs> That's how Razor gets through, by pushing Shunt past the finishing yeah. line and slowly starting to let the crusher go down. Luckily, it looks like the crushing arm, it goes through Shunt, but it doesn't seem to go through anything important. It sort of wraps around some of Shunt's bar-like appendages as opposed to crushes anything. Lucky for Shunt. Yeah, when when it gets to the point where your bot is looking at house bots and saying, you're barely an obstacle. Yeah. And this is not flipping them over. This is hurting the house robots. Pushed the pusher. Yeah. Incredible. Possibly the best gauntlet run we've ever seen out of all seasons. Easily. There have been ones that have got through quickly, but yeah. never so dominantly and made an impact yeah. without any hint of there being anything wrong with them whatsoever. Yeah. They just perfectly did it. 
Team Razor happy, they should be Fear the Razor. This is what they wanted to do. They wanted to make an impression, and they definitely did that. And from <laughs> Fear the Razor to the Inquisitor. Goes down the corridor again. Yeah, this the is... The corridor. Always the corridor. It is Ramrig episode. It is. Now, Inquisitor has a bit of a uh, bit of luck, really. Ridiculously unfair advantage. Goes down the Ramrig. The saws aren't working yeah. on it. That is such a huge deal. You don't... They shouldn't have allowed it to happen. No. They should have fixed the damn saws. Yeah, they obviously ran out of time, or maybe they were working and then just stopped as soon as Go was called. But... How can you call it a fair competition? Everyone yeah. else had to deal. Body Hammer had to deal with the saws working. Yeah. yeah. They don't. Like, they got a terrible score. Inquisitor, saws aren't working. So needless to say, Inquisitor has a fairly easy run. Gets through the corridor, gets shunted a little bit, but makes its way over the uh, over the line. Inquisitor might be one of the luckiest robots in history because I don't know if it had got through if the saws were working and they'd have beaten it up and gripped it a yeah. bit, caused some issues, moved it about. I don't know if it had gotten very far at all. It because it was easily through. The corridor, because that's what yeah. it was at that point. Yeah. The corridor, yeah. even though it got beaten up by Shunt a little bit, it got through no problem after that. Lucky. So lucky for the Inquisitor. And it's like, the Inquisitor, man. Inquisitor. You know I mean, I would, like, I would like to have seen how it would have handled the saws. Oh, it would have been nice. Ah, Let's move on to uh, to another classic. Big E. It's Elvis. He's back. So Elvis comes out. And I don't know whether one of them accidentally presses a weapon because the lifter just kicks out for a second and then slowly makes its way back down again. And then whoops, oh, now the frame's lifting up and down. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's malfunctioning. A, it's like it's a mistake. It's like they went to use the lifter and accidentally oh, pressed the takeoff bloody mode they it's put like in. They just lost so. control. <laughs> I would be surprised if it just started spinning round. I wouldn't be surprised if Elvis got up and walked out of it and left the the arena. (laughs) Left an Elvis-shaped hole in the wall where it just walks out. So, uh, no. uh... I've never seen anything as sad as this. So it's weird because it goes to the wall and it can't get through. But even if it did get through, it's not in the centre of the wall. So it's not heading towards the ramp. It's like off to the side and just kind of getting wedged. And considering their first couple of hits knocked a couple of the bricks down in front of the ramp, that meant they were doomed because they could never get on the ramp because there were bricks in front of it. Yeah. What the plan was, I simply don't know. At that point, they should have just tried to go down another route. It's bizarre. <laughs> so bizarre. It's just... <laughs> I can't even say... It's Elvis walking into a brick wall over That's and over again is. for 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. It is one of the most bizarre things we've ever seen but maybe it was part of their plan because they get further than body hammer 3.7 meters getting to the front of the brick wall is further than body hammer got oh poor body hammer body hammer might have actually had more luck if it went for the wall all they would have had to do was touch it they'd have got as far as elvis exactly even if they pushed (laughs) pushed the wall forward a little bit they've got further than elvis Elvis, the look on the uh, team Elvis face—they know they suck. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, uh, they're probably like, oh, we're through. We weren't banking on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. oh, wait, we might have to fight. This is really going wrong. <laughs> Why did none of the bots use the third route? That's the circular lot route, isn't it? Well, yeah. 
But I mean, you don't have to fight Sekiro a lot. You just have to get further than three meters. I think the issue is, maybe by this point, it's become quite apparent that Sekiro a lot is used to get rid of people you don't want. Yeah, that's true. But I also found it very odd. Everyone went Ramrig, other than two robots. Yeah. Elvis and Behemoth. <laughs> and both of them had complete opposite yeah. runs. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically textbook good run and textbook bad run. Yeah, very, very much so. Oh. I cannot believe Elvis are through. Body Hammer, third seed, out straight away. Fall from grace. Good machine as well. In the fights, it would have done well just as a push bot against Razor. Yeah. I mean, how do you grip a cone with that? Like, that would have been pretty hard for Razor yeah. to actually crush because it would have yeah. been hard for it to get under yeah. to do that. There's no uh, angle to grip it, really, I guess, yeah. Um, Behemoth's scoop is too too high to really yeah. get under Body Hammer. Body Hammer could have won this episode. If the episode was just fights. If the episode was just fights. Yep. Or if they'd have just gone, literally gone to the wall, stopped in front of it and waited. And then just waited. And it probably could have even knocked a, cute, a couple of bricks out, you know? It could yeah. have got a couple of extra centimetres out of that. But Such a shame. It is Such what it is. Shame. Body hammer out. The body hammer out. Um, and then t-shirts made and everything. Uh, cool looking t-shirts as well. I mean, because one thing for the team, back, they've got great design skills. Yeah, they've got cool. mad design skills. Well, you've seen their future robots. Um, Pussycat, mm-hmm. we'll get to see soon, which is an awesome bot. Killy Cranky. And cranky, God, not yeah. successful robots, but different looking. They've gone, they've tried something different with every single machine. Every single machine yeah. Cold Fusion have made has been totally different to everything else. And I can't fault them for that. They've no. always experimented and tried something different. Huge success sometimes, and not so much on. The, if the anything, others. they're definitely entertaining. Yes, they're great, great builders, great yeah. robot makers. Okay, so that takes us to trials. And what's the trial this time? Soccer. One robot down, one more to bite the dust after the trials. Now, the English soccer team have a reputation for fair play. That's probably because Michael Owens never tried to cut up the opposition with a circular saw. But there's nothing fair about this game of soccer. In this game of soccer, if our surviving robots score a goal, they're through to the next round. The last robot to put the boot in is off for an early shower. Now, they can tackle each other. But they also have to tackle our very own hotshot, Sergeant Bash. And in goal, the player that makes Vinnie Jones look like a wet kipper, dead metal. It's a beautiful game. At least it was. The contenders are in place. Let the trials begin. Not football. Soccer. They specifically call it soccer many times this time. So let's differentiate soccer from football, shall we? Well, we had football last time. That's probably Um, why they did it. Actually, no, that's still, like, too much thinking. It's identical to the football last time. Um, it's You've got the net, dead metal in goal, which is the same as last time. Mm-hmm. However, now Sergeant Bash is around just because. And I believe the arena for it seems to be a bit bigger. Yeah, and meaner looking. I think the last time it looked like a cartoon, didn't it? The ball's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a, they seem to put these little circles on it, these little dots. Yeah. I think that's so the ball doesn't continuously roll all the time, it stops. That makes sense, yeah. So it that, only rolls when it gets you, knocked. You put a lot of thought into, <laughs> into the design of the ball for Robot Wars Trial Soccer there. Yeah, I did, but I think that's, that's good. why. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right there. Yeah. Almost all the robots have changed things up a little bit. They seem to 
they're all allowed to put some form of arms on in some form or another. So they've all got a method of hitting the ball and not having it like scoop up over them or yeah, fly over yeah. the top of them. I suppose it's fair. You let all of them do it, then no one can complain. No one can be the clever sod with the arms and no one else and everyone else. Yeah. Surely it's a handball though if they touch him then. Well, this is soccer. I don't know what the rules are for soccer. (laughs) Soccer. I don't know. This wasn't airing in America at the time, was it? Maybe they were planning on it too. Fair point. Hey, it was all the Sopranos. This episode. Maybe it was during the football. Ah, that makes so much sense. (laughs) Uh, But that would make some forward thinking by a... Yeah, way forward thinking. (laughs) And everyone remember, this episode's going to be on The Sopranos. What's The Sopranos? I don't know. Shut up, I don't know, but (laughs) it's a scary (laughs) thought, that is. Okay, so uh, Deb Metal's in goal, I think. Yes, Deb Metal's the goalie. That's a good choice, I guess. Was was last time, got the claws. Makes a lot of sense. Can catch things, I guess. So, what's the first thing that happens? Razor takes control of the ball. Easy first goal. Um, And... (laughs) During this whole process. So all you see is Razor doing their thing, beating her up, getting the ball straight in, being Razor, dominating the competition. Somehow Elvis is on fire. (laughs) We we know probably how that happened, but I like to think that just in the chaos, somehow Elvis just became on fire. Again, this is the second time something's caught on fire and it's so casually mentioned like oh and um, Elvis is on fire as well by the way imagine just the chaos though <laughs> Razor's like dominating this already whilst in the background Elvis is running about on fire what other program do you get to say that sentence <laughs> oh my god this is insane so I mean Millie actually has a bit of an advantage here catches the ball but then Elvis some- well, Elvis <laughs> brutally you could, murders you could Millie. You almost say Elvis tackles <laughs> Millie, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. If you wanted to. It's weird. This is the like only bit of true offence we've ever seen Elvis do. And it's slightly tip a very small defenceless machine for the sake of a football, <laughs> which it doesn't even get because behemoth gets the ball and goes and scores a goal instead and during that process oh by the way millianne bugs on fire (laughs) (laughs) what's going on the levels of sadistic fire mayhem in this this novelty soccer trial (laughs) can you imagine watching this live though all you'd have seen is chaos you probably could barely see the ball if you were at a distance there's sergeant bash going around randomly just setting things alight just fire everywhere amazing they need to get the fire extinguisher out at one point and put the bots out (laughs) so bamoff goes through inquisitor somehow goes through i'm not uh, you know yeah inquisitor was basically doing nothing suddenly come to life score a goal they're through Sorted. That literally leaves the two novelty jobbers. Mm-hmm. Elvis, Elvis and Milliam Bug. <laughs> so I don't know why. It's almost like they said, okay, which one should go through? And then all the house spots just turned on Millian. Yeah, slaughter Horrible. Bug. Holes being punched, fire everywhere. Oh, I'm man. I'm pretty sure it's just a straight out producers went, what one's going to look better in the fights? Elvis look good on Sopranos. Go with that one. This is yeah, exactly. This is <laughs> tinfoil hat territory now, isn't it? This is the the powers that be in the background pulling the strings 
making sure that the competition goes their way. Millie and Bug are out. Are they out fairly? No. Because the house robots just slaughter them for no reason. I think maybe the other problem, actually, now looking back on it, is there a chance that neither of those bots were ever going to be able to score a goal and they just had to do something they had to do something in favor of one so the uh, because think of how long it takes elvis to score that goal millie and bug and the house robots are all in the corner there's an open field Mm. essentially an open goal dead metal doesn't try too hard to defend elvis has the ball it's maybe 30 or 40 seconds worth of what you see on screen that's edited down. There yeah. was probably a few minutes of Elvis slowly plodding it in because the Elvis team don't even look impressive themselves by the end of it. It's just so... I mean, we're watching an edited version as well. I can imagine that that's not specifically how this went down. I think there might have been a couple of minutes of them just not being able to do anything. Yeah. Non-touching the ball and just having no way of winning and the then they're just like okay destroy one of the bots and hand it to the other bot the millie and bug team aren't particularly pleased either they seem no. to think they've been unfairly well, targeted they were. They were. and they're right they yeah, were they were but we get to the battles finally the fights the God more interesting it. part yeah i mean i suppose there's not as much to make fun of but <laughs> come on this is robot wars they've been playing football for the past few minutes like come on it's time for the first battle, Inquisitor versus Razor. God, who'd you put your money on here? Well, obviously you'd empty your bank account and pour it onto Razor's head. <laughs> but, well, let's just talk about the fight, because actually that's unfair to just skip to the end and then talk as if that's the defining <laughs> factor of this fight, because it's not. It's not about who wins or loses in this fight. It's about what Razor does. <laughs> it's the most brutal torturous looking attack so far in robot wars up to this point easily they go straight for inquisitor total control pin them on the wall slowly start crushing and there is no resistance from inquisitor's armor they are going straight through they split through inquisitor's flail (laughs) straight through the armor it's like when you see a spider catch a fly or something and they've just put it in the silk yeah and they're just eating it alive slowly sucking out its innards there is nothing inquisitor can do it's torture total control yeah and having said all that inquisitor does somehow find a way to get out it's not more that finds a way to get out it's more that razor stops moving completely loses drive out of the blue worst possible timing as well inquisitor somehow still alive pretty much purely because razor got them from behind if they'd have got them from the side, they'd have gone straight through all the internals and probably immobilized Inquisitor. Yeah. Which would have meant Inquisitor were immobilized before Razor. Razor would have yeah. won even though they lost the drive. But Inquisitor, still able to move. They run. Home free. Easy. No problem. Razor can't move. They're along the edge of the arena, which is the perimeter patrol zone. Yeah. Since that's where the house robots are now in this season, not in the corners. Get flipped by Matilda. Beaten up by house robots. Ah, oh, man. Inquisitor win. Do you think Inquisitor are mates with the producers by any chance? They're, they're very lucky. Very, so, very lucky. The ram rig stops working when Inquisitor goes through. Way well, they get through. In the football, no mention of them. As if they're not there until they just casually score a goal suddenly. Mm-hmm. Whilst Elvis and Millie Ambug are being beaten up by the house robots. And then... Razor mysteriously loses drive halfway yeah. through the match, and Inquisitor runs beat Razor away. 
in yeah. their f- the first fight Razor has, they've been beaten by Inquisitor. They got beat by the house bots. Inquisitor ran away. It's like Kurt Hawkins beating Brock Lesnar. It's just it doesn't like, make sense, does it? Doesn't it? make any sense whatsoever. Pure luck. The luckiest robot in history. Lucky or tinfoil hats on, like you say, may <laughs> have had friends. Were Razor <laughs> sabotaged? Ah, see? Someone going, like, snip a few wires or something. Yeah. <laughs> or just find out what frequency their remotes are and just match it. Jam them. Oh! Screw it. Not the drives at all. It was something else, you Inquisitor know? Inquisitor get yeah. through. Anyway, nonetheless, like you say, Inquisitor are through. Next match is... Talk about a clash of champions. <laughs> this is the big one, boys. Oh, yes. It's Elvis versus Behemoth. The king <laughs> of rock and roll versus... The thing that's going to beat up the king of rock, rock and roll. roll. <laughs> it's oh. like AJ Styles. What do you do? Beat up John Cena. Beat up Elvis. <laughs> beat up Elvis. <laughs> beat up Elvis. <laughs> now, to Elvis's credit, does turn around and use its blade a little bit. <laughs> I know. Attempts I know. to. It's pathetic. Elvis is so pathetic. It barely moves. It can barely move in comparison to Behemoth. Behemoth... It's too well built for any of Elvis's offense to have any effect. Elvis get trapped in the perimeter patrol zone and wrecked by the house robots. Oh, and by the way, Elvis is on fire as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure he's never on fire. I was half expecting to see Millian in the background on fire for no reason. <laughs> they just cut to Millian. Oh, like, she's on fire. <laughs> I mean, this match just proves that Baymoff the tremendous pushing power because Elvis just had nothing. <laughs> Elvis was a pure an aesthetic bot. It was a yeah. bot for looks. It Gimmick. was a yeah. display bot. You know, that's all it was. Big time. It was something that I'm sure the guy, all he intended was he was going to have Elvis in his workshop on a shelf and go, mm-hmm. yeah, I was on TV once I made that. Yeah. Put it on the CV. Looks good enough. Did a bit of engineering. There you go. But Elvis actually, I suppose, technically made it into the battles. I suppose they're technically the semi-finals of the episode, which is I guess horrifying. they are, which is weird to think for Elvis, isn't it? Well, now we get the final. Yep. Well, I mean, Inquisitor needs to tidy up a bit first. <laughs> so we get our scene of random hammering as they're trying to batter some sort of shape speaking, back into it. Speaking of Inquisitor, every time we hear from the Inquisitor team, they're less and less confident in their abilities. <laughs> Even when they introduced their robot, it was like, these are the weapons, they're a bit crap. Um, <laughs> We're sorry. We don't know why we're bothered. <laughs> and then after... They're in the finals. <laughs> they get told they're facing Razor, and they're like, well, yeah. lucky to have made it this far. Beat Razor, as you do. Beat Razor casually. Get to the final. Suddenly, they must be sitting there thinking, like, maybe, maybe we can do it. Maybe we, maybe we can be the champions of robot wars. <laughs> oh, boy. This match should have been Razor versus Behemoth. Yeah, that would oh, actually be really cool. And that would be a yeah. great... It would have made it such a good episode. Yeah, that would have been an awesome fight. Nope, we get Inquisitor versus Behemoth. Behemoth really makes short work of this. <laughs> of Can totally outpush Inquisitor. Easily. So pushes Inquisitor straight into the patrol zone, which is basically Behemoth's signature move at this point. And um, Inquisitor gets eaten by the housebots. Yeah, so Cave tears off their chain. Not that that was ever going to do anything. You know when in The Lion King, the hyenas pounce on Scar? Yeah. That's what this feels like. Yeah. You know, they just 
absolutely dive on it. It's a bloodbath. Behemoth win through sheer pushing power. Yeah. And sound tactics. Push him into the house robots. They suck a lot there now. Nothing stands a chance anymore. Behemoth has this sort of slow and steady approach. Just go up to them. Know that they have no chance of beating you in a pushing match. And just edge them towards the patrol zone. And then let the house bots do what they do. Perfect. Like I said, very, very sound tactic. So kill a lot pit, um, Inquisitor. First pitting we've seen for a little while. We yeah, don't see a lot yeah. of it. We haven't seen a lot of it yet. This is the first series with the pit. There was no pit in season one, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Nice to see a pit in action. First time all of epi- all the episode. Mm. If you notice, when um, Behemoth are backstage, behind them, you bank the mouse. The old... Um, really? The, yeah, that, like, that planted episode. mouse, and then it's just had sort of like spring arms or something, wasn't it? Like punching... With boxing gloves. Boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah, because it was one of the planted yeah, robots. Yeah, I'm guessing it was there just in case a bot didn't do it. Yeah, as a reserve. Yeah, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, that makes sense. What a good episode! That is such a weird episode. Lots happened. Biggest thing that came out of this episode for me is something that would usually make an episode five star fantastic. Mm-hmm. Something that would we would be talking about for years, mm-hmm. but somehow is barely even a thing. Is that this is probably the fieriest episode we've seen yet and yet it's so casually mentioned such there's a, like uh, what four instances of fire it's already at a point now where if something that's not really part of the robot that's just a flammable accessory mm. is on fire and that's already not impressive anymore mm. we've seen it in amazing form with nemesis yeah because they're covered in fur that's brilliant so things like hair and a plastic Elvis head being on fire mm. is already got to the point where we know that doesn't have any effect on the robot because it's not actually part of the robot. It's a thing stuck to the robot yeah. that's flammable. So the spectacle is already draining out of fire outside of a robot actually being internally on fire. If we saw Elvis lift its shell up and all of the inside was on fire, it'd be like, oh my yeah. God, yeah. So that's insane. That would be shocking, yeah. But Millie Ann Bug's hair being on fire like four times this episode, whatever the hell it was. It just doesn't matter. It cheapens it and it's like artificial kind of... Overexposes it, man. Yeah, yeah, Can't exactly. Can't do it too much. No, because it's clearly uh, a lot of it seems to be on purpose. I know. And, and it's all superficial damage, you know. It's not like the bot itself is on fire. It's either Millie Ann's hair or Elvis's face. But I mean, it's not like you say, it's not the inner workings of the bot are igniting. It's not like when, was it Chompalot? Yeah, you know, Chompalot where, essentially uh, melted from the inside. Essentially became one massive fire hazard. It's, you know, it's just, you know, it just, like you say, it cheapened it a little bit. But this episode had loads of cool moments as well. Like when Razor, you know, debuted its crushing ability. Such a shame. This is how Razor had to lose. Because think of if Razor had the prestige behind it that it does now mm. and then it lost to a jobby little robot suddenly it'll be like whoa what an upset yeah because yeah. this was razor's first appearance it was their debut it was like oh that's a bit of an upset of we thought razor was gonna go mm. through but it's not as big of a deal as if razor were beat by an inquisitor today yeah good point it's the weird moment yeah. it's like oh it doesn't because they don't realize yet. how important razor is yet they know that razor's like badass but they don't know you know looking back on it we're like oh my god i can't believe it lost in that fashion 
But back then it would have been like, well, that's how it goes. That's razor. Yep. It looked cool, but couldn't work. So there we uh, go. Yep, that's it. Moving on. It's, it's always weird to go back and look at um, important moments in things like this. and Great showing you know. for Behemoth. Oh, big time. They're, it's like we didn't say much about them, but it's because they did so well and so easily. Yeah. They didn't have to do much to win. No. Pushing. Insane if you think A about lot it. of pushing. It was like, why, why bother doing anything flashy? They're just going to win. They won quite well. Scoop didn't have too many uh, moments. I mean, it carried that brick around at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it wasn't used that much, really. Didn't need to be. Yeah. Just needed to be able to push things about. And this is early Robot Wars. Even in today's robot combat scene, a proper push bot is insanely powerful. Yeah. And one of the yeah. best machines you can go with. So back then, having something that just has pushing power... Solid armor, no major vulnerabilities. Can't self right, but that's not really a thing yet. There aren't. Yeah, how many robots have we seen self right? We saw Chaos tried self right <laughs> once and failed, <laughs> and, it, and it didn't work out. It didn't work, and it looked all. a little bit sad. Well, we are we rating these episodes? We are okay. So, what did you give the episode? Two and a half, straight down the middle. Two good and a half, choice, good choice. just straight down the middle. There were entertaining moments. Mm. Um, it was cool to see Razor. Yeah. It was great seeing Behemoth. Yep. Plenty of tinfoil hat moments. Inquisitor, obviously, someone's favourite robot in the production team because they had everything going for them oh, for, yes. for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Poor Body Hammer didn't get a look in. Elvis was there. <laughs> it's always an interesting <laughs> robot to see. It's all right. It was an all right episode. It was a good episode that could have been great if... Things worked out a little better. If we got Behemoth versus Razor in the final, if something wasn't being set on fire every five minutes, it's like a, it's like the attitude adjustment now. It gets kicked out every time it's used, so no one cares anymore. Yeah. It's kicking out of the fire every time doesn't matter. Every, nothing, nothing got immobilized by fire here. Nothing got immobilized by it at all. Nothing got affected by fire. Everything just got set on fire anyway. It'd be like me trying to impress you by setting a fireplace. On fire. On fire. <laughs> like, well, and yeah. then putting it out and then doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, well... Look, isn't this extreme? <laughs> it's a flat... It's, it's yeah. tame. Bunch of it just looks fire. good in the adverts, I suppose. You oh, know? yeah, for the promo. That's got to be it. Oh, look at the fire that's happened. Fire. Razor crushing something. Well, I'm about to say, now they've got razor crushing thing, all that fire stuff has to go out the window. I'll, They're like, there's the shot that we're using. Yeah, I'll give it there. That this episode is full of great... Little moments, little shots for promotional footage. Oh, big time. Loads of moments of the house robots beating stuff up. Loads of fire. Weird, wacky robots like Elvis and Millie Ambug on fire as well. And something badass like Razor cutting through something. You've got yourself a great highlight reel. If you put together the highlight reel, it'd be better than the episode isn't as a full thing. Yeah, but I that's think. kind of like something that's applicable to everything. Yeah, I suppose that's the whole point the of best the highlight bits. reel, isn't it? <laughs> if took the best bits and threw it together, it'd be better than the rest. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What did you give the episode? I'm going to give it two and three quarters. I think this was a above average episode. Okay, okay. okay. A lot happened, like you say, and it was mostly good. Mostly good. And if it wasn't good, it was strange, which is yeah. fairly entertaining as well. Obviously, the low point is still the novelty middle section of the episode soccer yes. was rubbish and they tried to spice it up with fire but like you say it, we were oversaturated with fire they were trying to make things exciting too often when they felt like it was boring rather than letting things play out 
it's still the house robots are still members of the members of the production team essentially trying to make it look good on tv yeah that's <laughs> all it is like when the refs point out oh members do you pose at the hard cams kind of thing like it's that kind of that thing kind it feels thing. like put on sometimes yeah, it? yeah it's a bit yeah yeah little feature i'm gonna do every episode now i'm just gonna say um how it did in the ratings how many viewers it got because that's because they've got that information for all these yeah, yeah. old seasons how many viewers do you think this episode oh, i don't got? know we we're in the millions, so we're in the millions, yeah. But it's not gonna exceed. This is prime TV era. There's no streaming. There's no. I'll catch it later. So you have to watch. You it have live. to watch. So it. we're getting some pretty good figures here. They're not gonna exceed twenty mil. Oh no! When you got at the time, Britain's population is maybe around fifty or sixty million. Uh, that'd be a lot of TVs. That'd be a lot of TVs. Um, yeah. So let's go with three, three million. We got 5.94 wow. million viewers. That's Third, huge. behind, have I got news for you in The Simpsons? So this is a ratings monster. Yeah, big. This is 90 Simpsons we're talking about. So that's... Yeah. So that's already in a league of its own and should not be taken into the equation. Yeah. For for younger listeners out there, The Simpsons used to be important and was good. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a time where it was basically a mirror to society and it was hugely popular. And rightly so. Very, very funny as well. When you go back and look at some of the gags, they're so subtle. Oh, big uh, time. Poor, poor Simpsons. Yeah. That could be a, that could be a podcast in itself, oh, that reviewing easily... The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's incredible. That's really good. Really good viewers. Yeah. 5.94 million, just shy of 6 million viewers. That six many million. people watched Millianne. Bug gets set on fire. Yeah. Brilliant. That's insane. Okay. That's a, think you were on this episode you could say i've been watched by six million people six on television. million people saw me do my thing on tv with robot that's insane isn't it that's such no. a, a weird thought especially like said, when you've got millian and elvis there yeah like i said there's no i'll catch you an iplayer later this is no, 1998 you had to watch it you live, watched it yeah. or you didn't yeah you had to watch it as it aired or you missed it. Or you've got one of those VCRs where you can set the timer. Yep, to record your favourite TV show. Hope it goes through okay. I remember doing that a few times and the sound wouldn't get recorded. You're like, oh man. Or it just like would be a duff tape or like someone would turn the power off. Or someone would tape over it before you got to watch Yeah. Or someone just turns the plug off at the wall. Oh, like, oh, no. I was going to record something. God damn it. You know, <laughs> recording X Files, man. Jesus, we're trying to record the X Files. Every there was always someone in the nineties I knew who was recording X Files that night. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, absolutely. That was the standard. <laughs> you know, I went back and watched all those recently. I'm watching them now. I'm oh, watching the X Files now. Dad, we've got to stop getting into the same show set <laughs> so and then weird. discovering like... <laughs> Star Trek: <laughs> Next Generation, yep. Rick and Morty, X Files. Brilliant. Yep. I watched them through all yep. Amazon Prime. I've watched all of the X Files and all of the X Files films. I've, I'm only in season two of X-Files. <sighs> These seasons are really long. Yep, I'm on like episode 20 something. Of, I'm like, how long is season two? How long can it be? And, and you really have to like monster of the week format. It is, because yeah. that's a majority of the That's episodes. basically what it is. Yeah. What spooky thing is it? And then every now and then it's something that's kind of just normal. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's a disease. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, you gotta have disease episodes, man. Yeah, disease. Episodes. It's not always aliens. Not always aliens. They no. didn't want to get stuck in that rut of it all. Boys being one. Alien I just show. watched was the um, like freak show episode, basically. 
There's a lot of comedy in that episode, actually. It's a fairly yeah, decent it's a episode. funny episode. It's quite a weird yeah, one, to be honest. It's very with you. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange. The, yeah. more, the more I think of it, the weirder it is. What a show. What a show, indeed. But we, uh, we're going off on one here. Robot Wars was decent. <laughs> <laughs> and got decent viewers. And I think that is the message to take away from today's podcast. Yes, it is. What a great show. If you have any questions, you can always tweet us at podcast activate because someone else has at activate podcast and we aren't bitter about it at all. We should probably like DM that person and just be like, dude, you kind of like stole out at. It's too late now. We've now got 20 plus episodes of us making sure we tell everyone it's podcast. activate. (laughs) Damn. You can also email us. Do you check the email? Yes. Oh, I'm glad you do because I don't. Pod... Nope. Wait, I can do this. Activate podcast at gmail.com. Good one. We're now on YouTube putting together little videos, the little intros we do for each robot, the ones where we actually talk about the robot, not just the one liners. Putting that to a video, yeah. little things, little gags, you know, that whole thing. Just little two, three minute videos, keep people occupied you know, between the three or four years per episode. We go for quality, not quantity, folks. It's, uh, you're not <laughs> so, getting your year. Some would Assassin's argue we Creed. failed to do both. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. We aren't, uh, we're just churning stuff out here. This takes, uh, you know, minutes of prep time. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, Sometimes damn. we even have to try. <laughs> well, yeah, tell me about it. Oh, we usually do. What the f*** was that? I don't know. Where could that even come from? It sounds like upstairs. it came from this floor, but it could only be from upstairs. It was definitely upstairs. It sounded like a lead. So, so yeah, it went... Do we go investigate? We go investigate. Okay. Shall I do that running? I guess pause it for now, then we'll make sure... Because we need to do our general sign-off.